This is the Tanakh Podcast with Alex Israel. Today, Yirmiyahu Perek Mem Zayin, Jeremiah chapter 47. And today, yet again, we are dedicating our learning to Chayalei Tzahal, to their victory, and to their safe return. And today's chapter seems particularly apt because today we are going to be talking about a prophecy of the destruction of Gaza. What could be more appropriate? Let's begin. Asher The word of God to Yirmiyahu. Uh, concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh conquered Gaza. We're talking about Pharaoh conquering Gaza, but now look at the next verse. Hashem, so says God, Waters are rising from the north. They're going to become a, a raging torrent. They're going to flood the land and all of its creatures. It's going to flood the land, its creatures, the town, its inhabitants. People will cry out. All the inhabitants of the land shall howl. Now, the question, of course, is who is the enemy? Is the enemy from the north, which would indicate Bavel? Or is the, or is the enemy Pharaoh? Who's going to destroy Gaza? And the modern commentators say the following that this was a period in time when Israel thought <laughs> thought that Egypt was strong. And therefore, this is the word of Jeremiah concerning the Philistines before Pharaoh conquered Gaza. But he's trying to tell the people, you think that Pharaoh's strong? You think that Pharaoh can conquer Gaza? There's going to be this flood coming from the north, this tidal wave. And that is Babylon. You have no clue what is coming. So this is the story. But let's... Let's go back and let's try and understand a little bit about who is in Gaza, who are these people, and where do the Plishtim come from? If you look at Pasuk Dalet, uh, they say, Hashem God is going to ransack the Philistines, She'erit i Kaftor, the remnant of the island of Kaftor. Kaftor is, is, is possibly Crete or Cyprus. So what's going on there? Um, let's say a word about the Philistines. The Philistines are, a, we, they, they call them the sea people. They're the sea invaders. Ethnically, they're not from this area. They come from the Greek islands. And they entered into the land of Canaan about the same time that we came out of Egypt. You see, at the time of Isiat Mitzrayim, it's clear that there was a weakness in the Egyptian uh, control over the region. And therefore, there was a vacuum in the land of Canaan. And exactly the time that we came out of Egypt, went 40 years through the wilderness, and we entered the land from the east. We entered the land from the hill region. At the same time, the Plishtim were looking for a place to live, and they invaded from the Greek islands, from maybe Cyprus and Crete and others, and came into the coastal plain. Now, of course, <laughs> you know, it, it's actually quite something, because I remember many years ago being on a on a teul uh, learning about the philistines and i thought wow you know this is so similar to modern history 
because in modern history, there was an opportunity to create a national home in the land of Eretz Israel, and that was something seized by the Zionist movement. But at the same time, the Palestinian national movement was developing, and uh, suddenly we find ourselves with Palestinian enemies. Well, exactly the same thing happened when Am Israel came into the land. Um, it was they thought it was an empty land, but very soon they saw that there was another nation gaining a foothold in the land, and those were the Philistines. And of course, this comes to a head in the time of Shimshon, where Shimshon is contending with the Philistines. And at that point in time, um, it's very clear that the borderlands is at the edge of the Shvelah around Bet Shemesh, where the foothills of Jerusalem um, lie. And this tension continued when we go to the stories of Shaul and David, it's, it's very clear that there is a, a huge all-out war between the Philistines. The Philistines are the ones who destroyed the Mishkan in Shiloh. And it is Shaul and David who have to re-establish independence. The Philistines classically have five cities. They have on the coast, Gaza, further north, Ashkelon, further north, Ashdod, and then inland, two cities, Gat and Ekron. Those are the five Philistine cities. And it sounds like that after the time, more or less, of um, of Shaul and David, uh, they sort of stay in their area, we stay in our area, and that is the way that things remain. We also hear about the Plishtim in, uh, or the Ashdodim, in Bayit Sheni, they're mentioned in the book of, uh, of Nehemiah and others. Um, here, what we're really seeing in this chapter is the destruction of Azza by the uh, by the Babylonian Empire that they're going to come in such with such force. They're going to, uh, if we look at, for example, uh, Pasuk um, Gimel. Before we spoke about a metaphor of a tidal wave. Now it says Mikol Shatat Prasos Abirav. This the the galloping of the horses of the of the of the of the um of the cavalry mirash le rikhbo hamon galgilov loifnu avot albanim rifyon yadaim right the noise of the chariots the rumbling of the wheels everybody's going to be so terrified that parents will not even be able to look out for their children because they will simply be so frightened and helpless that word Lishdod is obviously a play on the word Ashdod. That day is coming for the ransacking of all of the Philistines, not only the Philistines, but other coastal towns like Tzor and Sidon in Lebanon. So the arrival of the Babylonians is seen as the work of God. And maybe one of the, it's a very short chapter here. Boldness has come on Gaza. Ashkelon is destroyed. Oh, remnant of the valley, how long will you gash yourself? What is this idea of korcha and titgodadi? This is actually a verse that we know from Sefer Devarim, where it says, to, we're told in chapter 14, you are my children, says God. 
לא תתגודדו ולא תשימו כורחה בעיניכם למת. When people would suffer uh, mourning, would they suffer a loss, somebody died, they would do one of two things. And we're told as Jews, we're not allowed to do either. They would either shave their heads as a sign of mourning, or they would gash themselves. They would, they would make cuts in their skin. So he says, right, um, What he really means is there is a, you know, you're going to be shaved. You're, you're going to have a scorched earth policy. But he is also saying, mourning has come to Gaza. How long are you going to cut yourselves? And he says, who's, who's sort of cutting you? Oh, the sword of God. When you will, be, will you be quiet at last? Withdraw into your sheath. Rest and be still. In other words, the violence which is going to be exacted by the Babylonians in, in the Philistine territories is going to be completely uh, complete and total. Um, one word about Philistines and Palestine. Um, the name Palestine was given to the land of Judea after the Bar Kokhba revolt. The Bar Kokhba revolt was uh, something like 60 years after the Khurban Bayt Shini. The second temple was destroyed. And 60 years later, Bar Kokhba, backed by Rabbi Akiva, staged a revolt. And in fact, they regained independence um, be- between the years 132 and 135 um, CE. However, the rebellion was put down ferociously by the Emperor Hadrian. And Hadrian, known by the Talmud as Adrianus Shachikatzamot, Hadrian the Bone Crusher, right? They talk about maybe a million Jewish fighters being killed by the Romans in the area of Beitar at the time of the Bar Kokhba revolt, blood running through the streets, really terrible and horrific murder and torture. That's the time of the Asara Harugay Malchut, the 10 martyrs that we talk about, the rabbinic martyrs, because the rabbis were at the center of much of the revolt. And as one of the means of humiliating the the nation of Israel and the province of Judah, um, the Romans decided to change the name of the country from Judea to name it after the Philistines. And that's why it was called, and that's why it was known as Palestine. You know, there are always uh, strange connections between Dafyomi and current events, between Shavuah and current events, and maybe also between our chapter and current events. And therefore, reading here about the Babylonian destruction of Gaza, let's hope that our Chayalim are successful in rooting out all the terrorists, all the Hamas, uh, anybody who has evil intent from Gaza. And indeed, may we experience peace and be able to move ahead uh, in safety and without any further bloodshed uh, for the Jewish people. Have a good day and meet tomorrow.